What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to Vex Comics, where I normally cover comic book stuff, a lot of DC comics, stuff like that, different story arcs, character bios, things like that. But lately, we're doing the Star Wars chronologically whole series from the very beginning to the current time i guess well we'll see we're a little far far away from that but that's what we've been doing lately and this is gonna be episode three so kind of fun uh but to start it out with i'm bummed y'all i was just Innocently watching Ahsoka last night. New Epi came out. A lot happening in the story. The whole thing, right? Then eventually, when the episode ended, I was like, Wow, that was a really good episode. I wonder how they're going to continue from this point on, right? But I had a suspicious feeling. So I decided to check when the next episode comes out. I mean, it's been eight episodes and I know they like to sometimes end on weird low numbers in this like Mandoverse uh, like the book of Boba T was only seven episodes what can you do and uh, so I check you know innocently check and wouldn't you know it not just season finale but series finale and I'm heartbroken wasn't even ready but uh, granted I'll give it to them that they pre-decided that it would be an 8 episode season and series before they like saw how it performed they wanted to see how that went and then they would issue a second season supposedly uh they haven't even confirmed a second season so they're i mean I, I know they're waiting to see how this first one does before they even decide that but that would suck oh that would suck so bad uh, now the mandalorian season four should start filming soon um the skeleton crew should get released really soon before the end of the year but I'm not sure Skeleton Crew is going to cover much of the Ahsoka storyline because I'm pretty sure all the stories are uh, slowly conjoining on a Mandoverse endgame movie that establishes the New Republic. But for now, we're talking about the Old Republic, some 25,000 years before. Now, it was referred to as the Old Republic, uh, but at the time it was either the Grand Republic, the Galactic Republic, or just like simply the Republic. Then later it becomes the Old Republic, but that's how we know it. So, and it acted pretty much like NATO. Uh, it was basically the core world, or yeah, I guess the core world's government. Like the galactic government. Uh, 
each star system had its own senator and then above them was one supreme chancellor and they all basically worked together to create peace among the core worlds working within the galactic constitution just like government but big (laughs) now this supreme chancellor was the head of the republic voted in via the other senators and would lead the government from like the planet Coruscant that's where they would all get together Um, this big city planet that we mentioned a few times and Coruscant also acted as the capital of the republic so that's why all the senators would meet there for votes and things like that and where the like supreme chancellor had to stay it's like the where the white house is um (laughs) and even though this republic started with only 22 core world planets coming together over time it didn't just cover the core world it spanned as far out as the outer rim territories ultimately uniting a variety of sentient species human and alien alike under one nice banner the one for the picture of this episode over over here if you're watching it that is which you can if you subscribe <laughs> subscribe <laughs> for between three and ten dollars they all do the same thing and it's at vexcomics.com you'll be able to watch these episodes as i make them instead of when they get released, which is still up in the air when that will happen. I was doing once a week, but I just realized the timing. I still have like five hours of recording time, and these episodes are averaging about 30 minutes. And I have 19 days before that amount is renewed. So I have basically 20 days to make 10 episodes, something like that. Uh, so, uh, if I, I don't, I probably don't want to release like one 30 minute episode once a week. So, but we'll see if you, if you want to subscribe, you'll be able to watch all of these, the movies that relate to everything I'm talking about. You can watch the shows, you can watch Ahsoka, you can watch all the things. If it's a cartoon, you could watch it. If it's a brand new show you can watch it if it's a dc show you can watch it if it's a dc movie you can watch it probably early who knows you could for between three and ten dollars a month at vexcomics.com um but that's yeah that's it that's it um but but as the power of the republic grew the enemies of the Republic grew as well. The Mandalorians, the Zygerian slave empire, uh, the Nile marauders, and several other empires we won't really get into quite yet. They're kind of shitty as far as people go. Kind of. Allegedly. Who knows? But they are pretty bad. Um... <laughs> Now, the Republic, you know, the senators and them, they're not fighters, they're politicians. 
and and peacekeeping politicians at that, which generally the peacekeeper doesn't fare too well against the slave empire marauders, right? Uh, <laughs> which the Republic recognized uh, and decided to enlist the help of a religious group of force sensitives dedicated to the light side of the force we know as the Jedi who is for service uh, to act as like the hand of the Senate which is what ultimately led to the Jedi being referred to as the guardians of peace and justice within the Republic pretty straightforward Coinciding with the establishment of the Republic, we also have a few other quality of life improvements to the core worlds. Uh, the Corellian Run, which was somewhat of a trade route that ran from Coruscant all the way to the Outer Rim at Planet Naus. It also ended up intersecting with a super hyper route, which was kind of like a space highway between planets uh, just like established paths through space you, you wouldn't crash into anything or get attacked by pirates really and it was just made like it made traveling from place to place much easier and it led to the surrounding areas of the Corellian run to be vastly explored uh turned into an area now, now known as the Slice. As well as turning the Corellian system into a giant economic force within the galaxy. It was like the first town everybody from the residential Slice would pass when heading to the big city. Like most of what you need is probably going to be at the town, which is basically the Corellian system. So it became a huge kind of stop for people to go to, to get, you know, so they wouldn't have to travel the whole way to like Coruscant or something. So as space was further explored, trade grew, uh, the discovery of illicit substances began like they usually do, uh, namely in the form of spice, which was essentially like a powder drug. And spice was generally mined in the spice mines of Planet Kessel by a group known as the Pike Syndicate. And the Pike Syndicate would enslave captured Wookiees or anyone they could get their hands on and work them to death, turning mined medical spice into a recreational drug. And then selling it and trading it and all that, you know. Granted, not all spice was bad. Um, they were turning medical spice into a drug. So there is a medical spice. Uh, <laughs> and, but, and not all spice came from Kessel. But it did become the smuggler's preferred goods to traffic. Uh, they would even like sometimes demand to be paid in spice as a form of negotiation. Like... When you imagine someone saying, I want a million dollars in unmarked bills, etc. In that situation, they'd ask for spice. Because they could they could unload it for money somewhere else and not 
like get Republic credits. And where there are trade routes, there are also smugglers. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> and since smugglers weren't dumb, uh, they didn't just hop onto the Corellian run and sell their illegal spice to Coruscant. They established their own spice hyperspace routes, which ended up creating the Spice Triangle, where crime syndicates could more easily trade amongst each other, uh, giving life to crime families like the Hut crime family, which was the, the big main one, like Jabba the Hut. And then all these smaller groups of crime families like the Trandoshans, which look like lizard people, or Clatuinians. Uh, they look kind of like dogs. Um, <laughs> the Aqualish crime family, they're the ones that look like they got like nut sacks for mouths. Um, all these groups were like offshoots of Jabba's criminal empire. Uh, each having their own kind of turf to work within. But finally, uh, after the Corellian hyper route and the Spice Triangle hyper routes, we also have the uh, Prolemian trade route. Nothing too fancy here, uh, but it was just mainly used for transporting food from one planet to another. It was like the farm trade route to be able to explain how hunger isn't an issue <laughs> so uh, that's like all of the main quality of life improvements that they got at this time and with all the trade routes mainly established now we begin to exit the expansionist era but before we do we have a few new important characters we have some uh Duros explorers, which were humanoid, like buggish, but very Martian looking guys. They're pretty common throughout the galaxy because they're explorers. Uh, a famous one is the bounty hunter named Cad Bane, who's been shown recently in shows and stuff, uh, just for reference. But the Duros people were one of the first to develop hyperdrive, which is kind of neat. But these explorers decided to travel out and colonize a planet named Nemoidia. And following its colonization, they joined the Galactic Republic, separate from Duro, which was kind of an odd move, but they joined it all the same and started amassing quite a bit of wealth. They were able to establish a string of worlds called Purse Worlds because everybody it was... It's like... Because of money. Um, and the leader of this whole collection was labeled the Trade Monarch. So they had a whole like money situation going on. And the people of the planet took on the role of the existing Nemoidians... But both the Duros and Nemoidians evolved from the same species. Just throughout time, they had a different appearance. They'll come into play a bit later. I just wanted to touch on them now so you know they exist. And as we jump up to 15,000 BBY, we have 
another popular planet join the Republic. The planet Rhodia, home to the Rhodians, one of my favorite species in Star Wars. Uh, famously Greedo and Jacoli. Um, Greedo even more famously being killed by Han Solo. Uh, he was a bounty hunter. And at this time as well, because we've we've jumped forward several thousands of years, um, the differences between the Nemoidians and the Duros become pretty clear on their planet. Just like two separate races almost, but they still get along. And they're just, you know, slowly, slowly inching towards what they will become. But a couple thousand years later, the Republic expanded further out from Corellia to a planet called Ord Mantel, like the Mantellians, which they colonized and turned into a large, almost like military outpost. Mostly to have like a, a nice, uh, they called it a regional depot, but mostly to have a spot that's separate away from most of the people to develop weapons and things to defend areas from pirates or crime families. But finally, we make it to the year 9991 BBY. The people everyone cares about. Now, now, uh, the Mandalorians, they were established on planet Mandalore in the outer rim territories. The Mandalorians way of life revolved around honor and war. Like they were bound by a common creed, language and code. And throughout this time, because of their warrior culture, the Mandalorians launched several wars of expansion, colonizing several nearby worlds, and they ended up creating a sector known as Mandalorian Space. It's all, and that whole area was all ruled under one soul, Mandalore. <laughs> I keep it simple, you know. <laughs> But throughout time, they were known as really, really good mercenaries, really strong mercenaries, and would break off from their strict clan-style life, and you'd come across Mandalorians throughout the galaxy, but it wasn't very common, especially this early on. But they almost always were fighting with the Jedi. Uh, their ideals just never lined up in any way and just a, a group of warriors and a group of peacekeepers. And it probably didn't help that the Mandalorians didn't want to join the Galactic Republic either. So. But with that being the case, the Republic was able to give the Jedi plenty of work by fighting these groups of people that weren't a part of the Republic, and sometimes even unorthodox Jedi groups. There was one that they... Like, that they don't talk about anymore and they just like they went to this group of unorthodox jedis and they like hated fighting and the jedi went to go fight them and they did something and they all vanished and everyone's lied about what happened to them so 
it's still like wasn't really ever said how that worked but <laughs> we, we may never know I think they were sacrificing younglings or something it was they were looking for immortality it was a whole situation and they used like an AI Jedi and it was a process but they went and killed them so but most of that fighting had to suddenly come to a halt when information that the comet Kinro was predicted to blast through the core worlds destroying a whole lot in its way and after a lot of speculation and decisions back and forth within the senate the, the republic decides as a whole to pull the jedi from all over and send them to the comet where at the time was still in the mid-rim and through the collective power of the force have them break the comet apart into tiny pieces and everybody gets saved they succeeded but at the cost of several jedi who lost their lives in the process uh, despite that the core world and the republic would live to see another day successful the jedi decide to travel to the holy city on planet jedda <laughs> planet vw jedda um <laughs> to uh, to construct the temple of the kyber located in a large walled city and became home to the church of the force basically it was a, a group of where the followers of the Church of the Force had no Force sensitivity, but still chose to follow the teachings of the Jedi Order. And it was, it was a super impressive location where like thousands of carved kyber crystal statues. Um, they had an ancient group of warrior monks to guard it, a whole thing. It was a, it was like a very like holy, I mean, was the holy city um <laughs> but it was also a really like big situation a really big like religious it's like going to jerusalem uh so then the jedi moved on from that once that was i mean they didn't really i mean the jedi didn't all come together to build it they had a lot of people build it um but they moved on from that and destroyed the Zygerian slave empire. Granted, they didn't like get rid of them all entirely. It was like getting rid of slavery in a large part of the galaxy. So, so definitely a very big win. And for the most part, all was looking really good and for the galaxy. Really, I mean. Sure, there were still issues overall, you know, rogue groups here and there, uh, Mandalorians, crime syndicates, and but overall, the crime was more out of greed rather than necessity, and violence was more out of culture rather than hate, which that seems like a good situation to be in, uh, personally. But people just can't enjoy what they got. You know, it's just not, not in it. 
when one dude, unnamed Jedi, started studying the forbidden teachings of the dark side of the Force. Like, man, why, why you gotta fuck it up? all good then we, can, we can get all the jedi together and take out the other like little groups and like like damn <laughs> why uh, and he you know this this one jedi figured he was strong enough to handle learning about it and so be fine he's like it'll be fine i'm not gonna it's not gonna change me uh, i'm still gonna be the same old jedi i have been uh, but I just got it now. You know, it's, he was like too complacent. So he starts researching and researching all these like forbidden texts of knowledge and discovers that you'll have to wait until the next episode. <laughs> you know. Gotcha. <laughs> Maybe. The next one should be a pretty good one. I, I haven't I haven't mapped it out yet, but I just already know what it is, and I think it'll come out well. Uh, this episode was was kind of uh, like force myself through type of episode since it's just like government is, is established. Like, ooh, very cool. <laughs> but hopefully I added some interesting things that maybe you didn't know or just generally enjoyed. Um, this episode ended up being a little bit shorter, which is not, does not look good for my time remaining to record. <laughs> so we may be doing more frequent episodes than once a week. That's what it seems like, which means a lot more work for me. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> see you next time. New episodes out Mondays at 8 a.m. at least, or whenever I make them for subscribers. Uh, again, you can subscribe at vexcomics.com. They'll probably be more frequent than Mondays at 8, but I always schedule one out for Monday at 8. So, see ya. <laughs>